same old trouble villains always knocking at the door pretty pictures on the page but nothing ever stays the Thank you, Vandello. We are Graphically Novel, and we are here to make you think about comics and get nerdy and stuff. One, two, three, four! <laughs> My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri, and with me, as always, is... The man who kicks my heart in the ass. <laughs> the man who knows all of my evil exes. Oh, no, not all of them. Most of them. It's Bear. <laughs> it would take me far more than two hours <laughs> to put together a list of all of your exes. Uh, and with us for the last episode for this season. The finale. The finale is our Ramona Flowers. It is Ms. <laughs> Jennifer Howland. Thank you very much, Bear. And it's my distinct pleasure, I guess, to introduce our very lovely guest for this episode. Fair disclosure, it's my darling child, <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Lawbacher. Thank you so Hello. much for joining us, Ash. Hey! Ash, your big uh, debut on uh, our podcast that we usually send you to your room and away from us while we record it. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you're when you're here, yeah. uh, right now you're in lovely Chicago. Uh, and before we get to the big questions for you. This season on Graphically Novel, we are doing a drink for every episode that we record. Uh, the person that puts together the drink does not tell their co-host what that drink will be. I have a large uh, measuring cup in front of me. A measuring a, cup with snifters. And, and a ice. shaker with a bunch of ice. So I'm going to shake this up and chill it down. I'm going to have you all put out your snifters. So this drink is one that I found on actually the Scott Pilgrim writer's website. And he calls this a one up. This is equal parts black cherry vodka and pomegranate juice with a little squeeze of lime. Yeah. Actually sounds a sounds lot better delightful. than I'm trying to end the season on a high note. <laughs> So, Ash, uh, welcome to the show, first of all. Uh, Hi. And what is your history with comic books, and why did you have to be on the Scott Pilgrim episode? <laughs> well, um, if I'm being completely honest, I don't read too many comics. Um, in fact, Scott Pilgrim is one of the only uh western ones that i have fully gotten into so um this is kind of my only opportunity to be here <laughs> <laughs> well we did do a manga we did big hero six last episode yeah. but we do not do a whole lot of manga we haven't really gotten into uh maybe one per season we should start adding so bear can read hate, manga hate you yeah <laughs> Uh, Hate and, my Western upbringing. Yeah, as we discussed last episode, he was not happy to go from right to left, both in reading and in, in flipping the pages. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it, it made my head hurt. So, um, are there any other Western comics that you're that you have read, or this is this is your one and done? Um, I, I 
I mean, I've dabbled in a few. Like, I've probably picked up some, like, X-Men and stuff. But, like, the only other thing I can really think of is the other Brian Leo O'Malley thing, which is Seconds. Um, oh, I haven't read that one. Is it good? It's very good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Um, but yeah, other than that, pretty, um, pretty absent from my reading lists. Well, but the moment that we had mentioned that Scott Pilgrim was going on this season, <laughs> you were down. Yeah. So tell us about that. So, um, Scott Pilgrim, I, I mean, I watched it with uh, you and uh, Jen, my mom, um, a while ago. I think it's been two or three years now. Mm-hmm. I, it may even point. be longer than that because yeah. I think it was before we were in this house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was definitely way longer than that. Then. It yeah. was in the second house in Marion. The second house in Marion. The, so. the house that no longer exists. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the house that, that, one. that got imploded before the death house. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah well, there there is a long history, listeners, of the houses that Jen and I have lived in with her children in in this eastern Iowa area, and one definitely should have not been standing by now, and it was not the one we thought. Right. Well, that that's the death house. Yes. And then there's the non-existent house, and then there was the bat house or the rental. Oh, the yeah. The, the bat house, and then this one. Right. The far superior. And then one. there's the jackdaw parlor. Right. Right. <laughs> So anyway, we watched it. We did watch it for the first time. Uh, and I think that was actually the first time I had seen it, too. Uh, when and, we uh, all watched it. And uh, I, I fell in love. It was uh, immediately my favorite movie. And it's it stayed up there. It's not my favorite anymore, but it's definitely top 10. And it introduced me to my favorite director, Edgar Wright, um, which in turn introduced me to my, sec- my third favorite movie, Hot Fuzz. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, it's just, um, a very, very good movie. And I, uh, I also really like the differences between the comic and the movie. So that kind of fits the show perfectly. Yeah. So we will be, um, full disclosure. We're going over the first graphic novel of which there are, I want to say six, six, yeah, six. Uh, Is there actually one for basically each X? No. I don't know. I've only only read the first one. They're only six. They're only six. So there's seven Um, Alexis. Well, but although one was twins. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, Ash, you would be the one to tell us. Yeah. Um, Well, maybe we'll get into that more later. Okay. Uh, Okay. Awesome. Because I do want to talk about some of the differences. Um, We are going to be talking a lot about the movies. the full spoilers for the movies. We assume everyone listening to this has seen the movies, but when it comes to the comics, um, don't give anything away that's major, but you can definitely let people know what they'd be in for. Yeah. Um, so the, we just rewatched the movie, uh, your mom and I, she had rewatched it apparently with you fairly recently. Yeah, we didn't we see it when I was in Chicago? Did we? Yeah, at John and Keith's. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the, the only, the, the first comic is very, very close to what the movie is up through the first. I was actually really surprised at how true to the, the graphic novel, the movie was. I mean, it was, there were minor, very minor things where they see really the only differences. And some of it was just things that may show up in later graphic novels that I could tell that the timeline was changed a little bit. Um, also one of the big things that I noticed was, um, in the graphic novel young neil does not have a lot of the the agency and and you know stage presence that they gave him in the movie they in fact gave a lot of scott's lines to young neil yes yeah which i liked i i I, I thought that fleshed out that character 
Um, but uh, so let's let's talk about first of all our first impressions with the movie. So we've gone over it, Ash. You and I watched it at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And same, I loved it. I like, we've we've actually talked about other movies that tried to do comic book-ish stuff in them. Um, and Bear was the one that hit the uh, nail on the head when we just watched it, is that Scott Pilgrim is not a comic book movie. Scott Pilgrim is a video game movie. The, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it has comic bookish aspects, but it is a video game movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jen, what did you think the first on the first viewing, and what did you think? It, has that changed when we watched it today? Um, on the first viewing, I saw it when I was still living in Chicago. Um, I did not see it in the theater. I saw it fairly soon after it came to one of the movie streaming services. Um, and I really loved it. It was, uh, you know, it was refreshing. Um, you know, I love all of the actors in the movie and, and every time you see someone that you're not expecting to be in the movie, you're, it was just, it was very fun. It was a fun watch and I really liked it a lot. Um, seeing it again, I, I, I think it's one of those movies that you can watch multiple times just because Absolutely. you see, yeah. you notice little things like today when we were watching it, I know I've noticed it before, but there's a scene that I absolutely love um, with Knives and Scott in the video arcade and they're playing that dual game and they're like doing moves exactly what's going on in the game. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's that's just perfect. And they're just talking like nothing else is going on. You know, like they've it's done just, this literally yeah, exactly. a million times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the yeah. choreography is just it's mu- muscle memory at this point. But I love that scene. Bear, I I've loved this movie for a while. I don't remember where the first time I saw it was, um, but it's I, I had no idea even this was a this was a comic book. Um, I think didn't they actually also make a video game out of it at some point too? They did. Yes, we will we will talk about that very briefly. Yeah. Although it is coming back, so well exciting. Um, but the biggest thing that stands out for me is like after having read the graphic novel, they could not have picked better cast. Mm. Like everybody that they picked for the cast looks exactly like everybody in the graphic novel. Yeah. The only exception that I had was Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza's character doesn't look the same, but the attitude that mm-hmm. was needed, that was a perfect actress for it. I, I forget. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is Julie, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yep. definitely. Yeah. She's she's the one with, who I completely uh, believe in real life. Aubrey Plaza has the ability to bleep her words as she's saying <laughs> it. <laughs> the little black bar over yeah. her mouth. Why are you doing that? Oh, I, that totally, like, I had forgotten about that. And when we were watching it this morning, I'm like, wait, are we watching Legend? Legion? Legion. I was like, are we watching Legion again? <laughs> yeah, so um, having brought up the cast, let we have to talk about them because first of all, Edgar Wright put this together. This was after uh, Shaun of the Dead, after Hot Fuzz, but before um, World's End. So it was before he'd completed his trilogy. Um, he got this this job for, for a comic book movie and knocked it out of the park. But a lot of these people weren't who they are now when they recorded it in 2008 um or probably recorded it in 2007 or filmed it in 2007 yeah Yeah. yeah. um but i mean you got michael Mm sarah allison pill who i loved in the newsroom Mm -hmm. um she was the main character in that And also, uh, very recently, she was in Picard. She was uh, the scientist in Picard. Aubrey Plaza, 
Mary Elizabeth uh, Winslow. Win- yeah, Winstead. 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 Thank you. Yeah. I can't read my own writing. Who we have discussed uh, recently was the Huntress in Birds of Prey. Yes. Because yes. um, I Ellen Wang. I kept watching that one. When I was watching Birds of Prey, I'm like, where do I know her from? <laughs> yeah. She well, looks so familiar. I'm like, oh, Jesus, Scott Pilgrim. Ellen Wang, who played Knives, yeah. um, was in Glow, um, and mm-hmm. which is another one of those that I need to get back to. I have so much homework for what we've been watching yeah. and, and everything else. Like, we now need to get through Hellstrom. Uh, that I need to go back to it, but I really enjoyed it. But then you've got Ooh, like spoiler alert, Hellstrom. He said Hellstrom. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> well, we'll go over that at the end of the episode. Uh, Chris Evans, Brie Larson, Andrew Ken- Anna Kendrick, Brian Routh. At this point, he had ar- already been Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my my question, and I'll, I'll ask Ash because Ash knows most of the stuff about this. Do you know who the voice was? So when things like Scott has found the power of love, do you know who that actor is? I do not. It's Bill Hader. Oh my god! <laughs> and it makes so it's much so good. sense. It's so good. Yeah, uh, probably one of the best SNL cast members of the last best voice. He's got such a good voice. Yeah, um, but also Edgar Wright. So I mean, Edgar Wright putting this together, um, he said uh, that it, he told the casting person. He didn't want any English actors in it because uh, he was known for the English cast and everything. Uh, And he was making a Canadian movie and he was doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, Matthew Patel, the guy that played Matthew Patel, which I don't have his name written down, um, faked his way into the movie. Uh, I'm going to, I'll murder this, but I believe it's uh, Satya Baba. Satya Baba? Yeah. Okay. Faked his way into the movie by doing an American accent. Really? Yes. Faked a casting director and faked Edgar Wright. And when they were filming, finally fessed up that he was British. He's from London. Um, well, he did a great job. He then. did a fantastic <laughs> job. He is an excellent actor and he deserved to have the part yeah. that he got. I, uh, that And that's another, like, we, we also said this morning that this movie has so many great lines in it. And that was an awesome one. The fight with Manny Patel. He's like, is he a pirate? Pirates are in this year. (laughs) Which is in the comic. I know. I mean, like so many of those great lines are in the comic. Uh, My favorite line from the movie is you were by curious while I'm by furious. Mm -hmm. And I'm really curious if that's in the actual comic because, oh my God, such a great line. I I think it's, it's it's at a different point in it. Um, I don't don't remember the exact context, but it's not the same. Okay. I'll I'll leave it at that. All right. Um, So I guess uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, Ash, because I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask everybody, but I'm going to ask you first. Okay. Which did you prefer? Because the comic book, just to lay it all out, Mm -hmm. is more comic book. Like it is, the references are a lot more comic book. I mean, it has some video game references, but it is Mm -hmm. in the world of a comic book. The movie's in the world of a video game. Yeah, um, I, I I can't say I can't answer this without being biased because I have I have read the whole series and okay. with my entire heart I say the comics like really okay they're I, they're completely different. Uh, like the first book is incredibly similar and obviously some of like the lines and scenes are very faithfully recreated, but the movie was being produced at like the time that like the fourth or fifth book was being written so they knew like the general concept of the story but then edgar wright and Brianley o'malley each made their own versions of the ending of like the last couple uh the, like the last part of the story and 
I just like the differences and just uh, generally how uh, Branley O'Malley handles like Scott's growth as a character and just uh, how especially the pace of like the fifth book I think it is um, not trying to give too many spoilers but like sure. a very important change happens that um, doesn't happen at all or it happens to a very little extent in the in the uh, movie uh, but I really like what it, it made the characters do like it's it, I, I I'm really trying not to like <laughs> spoil like major spoilers, but like right, you're trying to geek out without totally geeking out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I 100% prefer the books, but I do still very much love the movie, and I very I, I one of my favorite aspects of the movie is the music. Um, yes. Oh God, that soundtrack. The soundtrack yeah. is amazing. What it has, like oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because obviously the book can't have that because it's only a book. <laughs> right. Well, the other thing I noticed is even some of the, like, the lyrics, because mm-hmm. the book has, they're still, they still have bands and they're still bad. Like, it's not the battle of the bands, but they have just a, like, a, a show with, um, Gill and the Boys? Is that? Crash, uh, Crash, 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 Crash and the Boys. Boys. And I think yes. it is a battle, actually. Is it a battle? Okay. Yeah. I didn't catch that. I caught that they were playing at the same venue, mm-hmm. but... Anyway, it's um, Crash and the Boys, when they have their songs, there's lyrics that come up, and they they were very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although, I, I will say, one of, one of my uh, other favorite is Wallace's role just seemed more in the movie yeah. than it was in the first comic, because his smart-ass comment to just about everything yeah. is the brilliance of having a Culkin in your movie. Yeah. I do love Wallace. Well, (laughs) yes. And in the movie, he is like, I feel like in the movie, Scott Pilgrim is more of a dick. Like he's less likable, a lot less likable. And a subject we have gone over many, many times in this show. Yes. In in, in a movie, uh, usually somebody has to be more likable. Yeah. And it's, you know, from the opening scene, you're like, oh, I don't like this guy. Yeah, I don't like him already. I don't, I don't like him. I do not like him. I do not like anything he stands for at all. So, he, you know, he's really the anti-hero in the beginning of the movie. But in the book, you know, it, it's he's a little... just a 100% little nerd boy. Yeah, I he's mean... He's cuter. It's, yeah. He, <laughs> he is. Well, and that brings me to the art. Everyone in this room knows that I am not generally a fan of anime. Mm-hmm. But this style I liked and it's fairly close to anime I think it's more 16-bit uh video game I disagree I think it's more indie comic you know it's it's really obviously hand-drawn it's there's no attempt made to smooth it out and make it look more professional you know And I, I like that. that. I like it. He's, uh, the author is also very much inspired by manga. Like, it's Ooh. mentioned in the back of like uh, later volumes. Like the like he's mentioned. I don't remember exactly which ones he has said, but uh, I know they. I know he has mentioned uh, things he's been inspired by, and it's very obvious. Um, like what kind of stuff is uh, yeah what kind of stuff he was inspired by if you've seen it and like just generally like the black and white with the dithering and all that like Mm -hmm. because like most uh, American comics are like in color uh, and most Japanese comic or most manga aren't Uh, it just kind of have to be inspired by it uh, to like really flesh out all that you uh, can with what you're using 
um, when you're doing that. Um, and I find that really interesting because, um, like you said, the uh, comics weren't done when they were filming the movie. And famously, that is the case with a lot of anime. Uh, the big one that always comes to my mind is Dragon Ball Z, which my brother loved. But I got really annoyed with the, you know, 15 minutes and a half hour episode <laughs> worth of screaming. And oh my God, they're just standing and screaming at each other. Tune in next week. And the reason they were doing that is because the source material wasn't done yet. Yeah. Um, he, he used to get so mad at us for doing that. Oh, Phil? I, uh, Last week yeah. on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Next this week <laughs> on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in, in some cases, there are animes that take the source manga material past and don't wait for it and don't slow it down like that and then end up completely different than mm -hmm. than where the uh, uh, Helsing is a, is a great example of that. The original run of Helsing ran out of what the manga had and just decided, well, screw it. We'll, we'll wing it. We have, we have an idea of where this is going and it was completely different from where the manga artist was going to go, but mm -hmm. now you have two different... Kind of like Game of Thrones. Uh. <laughs> what were you going to say, Ash? Uh, um, I, I don't remember the context. Uh, <laughs> we were talking yeah. about manga and, and you know, having to, if you don't have color. Oh, I, I kind of finished my thought there. Uh, okay. But if you don't mind me revisiting kind of a, I mean, it, to kind of get off topic and back on yeah. something we were talking about earlier. Um, Scott being less likable in the movie. And I think uh, that's very, very true. And one of the reasons why is because, like, even in the first, uh, I mean, even after the first first book, he uh, he still isn't like as much of a dick, and like he does get better, et cetera, et cetera. But another big thing is he like there are consequences for him being a dick in the comics. Mm -hmm. Like th <laughs> things happen, and he, it's like real. And I think that's one of the reasons why is because like I I genuinely feel like he learned from his mistakes and like. <laughs> did something about it rather than in the movie where it, it feels like they didn't really have enough time to include all of that which is understandable because it's a movie but just like it just didn't feel like as much character pro progression in the movie because it was just a shorter amount of time like the movie takes place in like a week or two weeks or something right uh whereas the books are uh, over the course of like three or four months i believe okay um another thing i think in the movie that where the director's sought to soften how much of a dick Scott was because I mean if you just look at black and white why would anyone want to be near him at all yeah at all you know so you've got Wallace who you know obviously is a really good friend to put up with that and and you know let him live with him in that terrible 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 <laughs> home <laughs> But, you know, his sister, as much as she's mocking him, is also kind of his safety net. And and the band is his safety net. You know, when he decides to just do whatever, young Neil is right there and picks up his bass and just, you know, makes sure everything goes on without him because he's off fucking off doing whatever he wants to do. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I guess when I watched it for the first time, I mean, I've, I've been in that apartment. I've been in that year long slump after a huge relationship imploded i 
I you've mean, never been single for a year in your life that I've known you. Okay, that's probably very true. <laughs> but I did have the rebound. Uh, I mean, I wasn't 23, but I was 20 dating a 17-year-old. I, I was mean, bad enough. She was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Bear knows all of my evil exes. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it was very early 20s, late teens, early 20s guy. I mean, it's just a thing that I, and I know a lot, not everyone, but a lot of my friends went through similar periods of just being a douchebag. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it really calls not, to not argue with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's, I think it's more likely than not to, ha- I mean, not that you're going to be a douchebag, but that, you know, Events in your life happen, and it, it it is at that age where you know you start to gain real recognition of other people and their needs and their lives outside of where it touches your you sphere. Start figuring out that other people are actually people. Right. Well, and it and it's you know not everything like things happen that don't actually touch your life or your friends lives or you know that circle that are important and affect you and affect the people in your circle and that's kind of like i feel like that's where this this movie is it like takes you to the edge of that you know like right where you're like oh wait i need to i need to do things in life to have import to mm-hmm. to have meaning you know Things don't just happen to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the things that happen in my life are partially because of my own my own problems. How Inaction. Does, yeah. How does, Inaction how does the line action. go? Yeah. Um, you, you come preloaded with certain software, but all the upgrades are on you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think we've said that before on the show. Probably. <laughs> so uh also in the comic. Uh, the references are jacked up to 11. I noticed that. While there are some references in the movie, not nearly as much. I was actually quite uh, entertained by the fact that there's there the comic just has massive amounts of nerd references everywhere. Right. Like just getting into the beginning where they're going through and practicing, they literally have the song lyrics written in with the chord progressions, mm-hmm. all of that into the text of the comic. And I'm just like, oh, the, the music nerd in me just, you know, heart went a little bit of flutter there. I'm like, holy cow. Like, you could actually play this song. Everything's there that you need. And they kept some in the movie, but not nearly as many. And and for good reason. Um, for example, uh, Crash and the Boys have an Archie's uh, symbol on their drums. Sure. You yeah. know, obviously Archie's owned by a different company. Um, and the thing that I only caught this time uh, watching the movie is that Scott pulls a patch off of his jacket and throws it on the ground. Well, they actually go into the patch because it's an comic. X-Men yeah. patch yeah. on the in the comics. Yes. You know, uh do they not go into that into the movie? I mean they don't. No. He... No, she never asks about it and he never talks really? about how he was in Xavier's uh school for, for the gift, gift yeah. for gifted. I, I thought monsters. I thought they mentioned it on the date. I, I knew they didn't like mention Professor Xavier's school, but wow. I I I, I guess I haven't seen it in a while. But yeah, no, it, but it was like, it's really interesting. Like, yeah, because if you're just watching the movie, when he rips it off and throws it on the ground, it's it's after they've split up. So it's him basically saying, I don't want to be an ex. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Which has its own level right. of, of interesting, you know, uh, symbolism there. But in the comic, they actually talk about it. It's, like, well, and it's out. a little bit of an Easter egg to the comic. Like, if, yeah. you, right. if you pay attention to the movie and then go through and read the comic, I actually want to read the comics more now because I'm seeing all of the Easter eggs yep. to the comic in the movie when I go back and watch it and go, oh, oh, what else? What else did they put in this movie? What else are they alluding to? Well, I, I wanted to point out too, um, the Archies were a band in like the 50s or 60s. Really? Yes. Oh. Um, and I, but I don't know because that, that typeface was the typeface for the Archie comics. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Which came first, the right. chicken or the egg? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and there are, there are other references in the comic that I was amused by, but I understand even though they were video game references, why did they didn't hit the movie? I mean, there are Metroid references, Super Mario, a lot of Nintendo yeah. based references. Yeah. Um, which is amusing because then when you watch it and you you get Nintendo sounds, you get uh, theme music. A which theme music. Edgar yeah. Wright actually got the theme for uh, Link to the Past because he wrote Nintendo and said it was the lullaby of his generation. I can't argue with that. Well, and and I had totally forgotten about Scott coming in and saying, hey, I learned the baseline from Final, the theme for Final, Final Fantasy 2. Right? I love that line. <laughs> well, and as soon as he starts playing, I'm like, yeah, it is. That's, that's totally it. As one of my friends from high school said, it was uh, the theme from that game where numbers fall off of people. Numbers fall off of people. <laughs> um, I only have one other point, but I'm, I'm going to go into it later. Does anybody else have? I think um, I kind of want to piggyback off of all, like all of those references uh, like in the movie and to a greater extent in the comics just make it a very personal thing Once, if you are familiar with that kind of stuff. And and. Like you said earlier, the progression of of themes where it's you're kind of at that age and realizing that like people have feelings and you need to do shit with your life and actually all of that just all comes together and like along with all of the characters basically being different levels of dick like nobody is 100% nice. Oh yeah, every, no, 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 no one in there up. is al- completely altruistic. Yes. Yeah, everyone hates someone, and <laughs> that's it's just like it's perfect, and it just makes it feel more real compared to like even other things that are trying to emulate reality, um, like movies or TV or whatever. It just makes it very, it just makes it feel very close to life, and I, that's one of my favorite parts. Because it's very, it's very flawed. And yeah, yeah. well, and people are very flawed. I mean, it really yeah. gets down to, you know, yeah. the only exception that I have that I can think of is young Neil. No, that's actually, I was going to talk about that because mom mentioned that. <laughs> He's ready for that one. Yeah. <laughs> In the comics, he um in the in the later books, he becomes like more reclusive and picks up smoking and starts being more of a dick. And oh. then like then he kind of <laughs> goes through his own arc. And if you remember the moment where Scott says, From this moment you will be now known as Neil. 
and he like gets that, 250 experience <laughs> that yeah that moment at least for me it means more in the comics because it's after neil has been like a complete dick to his friends and like been like he's basically been abandoned by stefan or steven stills uh for the time being and that's why he was being like that hmm. and um like after he kind of realized his mistakes and all that and scott tells him that and he just generally stops being like he kind of just grows as a person and i think it has more impact in the comics because of that um even yeah, though that, that's a great movie even if that's a great moment even in the movie that that definitely sounds like something i'm gonna i i, I want to read you know yeah. it's it's taking background characters sometimes background characters end up being the best right you know? yeah. i have a question that i, I forgot to Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you. No, I fucking love the side characters. Like 100% my favorite yeah. part of the of the of everything. Like, um, I I don't even particularly like Scott and Ramona. Like, I think they're mm-hmm. I think they're good protagonists, but like they're just not likable as people to me. Whereas like people like Kim and Knives and Wallace and Stephen Stills, all yeah. I just love them all, and I love their personality. I like, find that with with Scott and Ramona, I I have my problem that I have with hipsters, even mm-hmm. like depictions of hipsters um i don't know if i've talked about that's this on the show but we watched one episode of portlandia and no, i you was watched one episode no you were with me i know but i have <laughs> yes. watched other episodes yes. in portlandia not yes. with you the reason that i have not been able to watch more is i was fuming by the end of that i just and i was laughing so hard <laughs> Like I said, are you sure you want to watch this? It's about hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that that whole culture, which is strange because my my favorite movie is uh is uh High Fidelity, which is a proto-hipster movie. Yeah. I actually rewatched that recently and it kind of reminded me like I mean it, it's a very it, it's similar in structure to this of like um yes a, a group of music inclined assholes. Uh, <laughs> And one of them yep. is the focus talking about his past relation and talking about relationships and love in general. Who's um, then who in in Scott Pilgrim is Jack Black? Probably Steven. Allison? No, probably Steven. No. I mean, nobody is as over the top as I mean, because Wallace. Wallace oh, Wallace. Wallace. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Wallace would be a good one. Yeah. Just because a different kind. Because yeah. young Neil, young Neil would be Dick. I mm-hmm. love yeah. Wallace, though. I can't see Wallace as the Jack Black character. Well, it's <laughs> it's just the same dynamic. It's like right. a different True. flavor of the same dynamic. True. Yeah. A more although, lovable. Although you can take a lot of scenes from High Fidelity and easily put them into like the Scott Pilgrim universe that they put. Yeah. Like, is that Peter fucking Frampton? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're about to walk in. Is that Peter fucking Frampton? Right. And then he just shakes his head and walks in right right so but instead it'd be like is that the black fucking parade like is that that the clash of fucking demon head (laughs) i used to hate them my my, my now i kind of like them my question is is and i didn't notice it when i did my rewatch yesterday of scott pilgrim i was completely distracted of the movie um does he in the movie only ever call him Stephen Stills? Yes, mm-hmm. and yes. in fact, they 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 uh, do not call it out. I was waiting for them to call it out. Yeah, in the movie, they don't call it out. 
Yeah, because Ramona at one point says, or no, Knives at one point says, do you always call him by his full name? Who's Stephen Stills? Yeah. I Yeah, and I totally missed it on my, my rewatch. I, and I meant, it was even in my notes from reading the comic, or from the graphic novel, to pay attention to that, and I totally spaced do you, it. Do you think that that is, like, a not overt, like, we're trying to have some legitimacy for Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Like, maybe he's related to... I, I, I think, I think it's... Ahead. I personally just think it's, like, a quirk of, like, friendship. Like, I, I just think it makes it more believable because whatever I, I i don't have a personal good example but just like i have a personal good example yeah, I do too. oh like, yeah <laughs> never mind it, it was a hundred percent the you know when myself my little brother our friend eldon all met josh for the first time and and people in josh's immediate bubble and they were like his name's wasta what's it what's his first name well i just thought his first name was the <laughs> Yeah, well, and that has changed as the years go by, but I took it as he uses his full name because Steven seems to be one of the only people that Scott 100% respects. Um, he's shit on Kim. He shits on young Neil. He shits on knives. He even shits on Ramona. He shits on Wallace. He shits on Wallace all the time. Yeah, but Wallace Wallace. gives as good as he gives. Right, right. But he uses Wallace. Like he he survives because of Wallace. Steven, other than the stuff he does with the band, because he knows Mm -hmm. that Neil's there to take over his stuff. He never, in the movie, um, in, in, in the comic that I noticed, never shits on Steven. That's true. My my personal example was being a Jennifer. There are tons of Jennifers. And so in a lot of social circles, I'm Jen Howland because right. that's how you yeah. know which Jennifer. So yeah, that, so yeah, I've been called first and last name before. Yeah, I um not I I I'm I've recently become like a I, I've recently understood that now uh, because. Uh, like I, I don't get called by my last name, but there's a group of friends, and there's another Ashley in there, and mm. like a her username is uppercase Ashley exclamation point, and mine is completely lowercase Ashley. So <laughs> we've been divided into lowercase and uppercase Ashley. <laughs> I like it. What about Caps Ash? There you go. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's America's Ash I, right I, there. That's America's I, Ash. I think. I think that Ashley might deserve to be Caps Ash because of the exclamation point. I, but I'm old, so, you know. <laughs> anyway. All right. There first, so. I'm, well, I'm yeah, you gotta... I'm sticking with America's Ash. I'll be damned. That is America's Ash. All right. <laughs> uh, so one of the last notes that I have here, um, actually I have two. One is, I, I'm going to plug it because apparently it was a thing that happened in 2018. Were you guys aware that they had, before all of the um, script readings became a thing during the pandemic, that they had a 10th anniversary Scott Pilgrim script reading? No. I had no idea. Yeah, it's Scott Pilgrim versus the water crisis. <laughs> and it was for uh, water, like conservation. Right. Um, it's on YouTube. I found it today. I didn't watch it, but I think I'm going to because it. And, but they got um, a lot of the actors to sit down and do a do Zoom a meeting read. and do a table read. Nice. The other one is one of the things that I took away this time that I didn't take away before, and I probably should have, is that in the movie, at the end, the power of love fails. 
take that notebook right power of love fails well that's that's pretty on point with you know being real world but yeah. the power of self-respect is what does it kind of that sword still broke right so i i guess so what did defeat Gideon. Teamwork. Well, it's fucking teamwork. Right? <laughs> well, it was, I would say not necessarily teamwork, but maybe just the the power that you get knowing that you have people in your corner. Ash, do you have to recuse, recuse yourself because it uh, goes into more detail in the comics? Um, I don't think it's too bad of spoilers. Okay. But, um... He, he gets it earlier um, oh, Okay. in the comics. Uh, it's not the final fight. And because the final fight, like the last uh, two books are, are very different, okay. um, it, it does play a major role that is somewhat similar. Um, but I think it, I think it's, it fails less. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Wait, the power of love fails less, or the power of self-respect? Uh, power less? of love. Okay. Don't take money. Um, and Don't power, take fame. power, power of self. Love. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no sorry. We were just going back to an old ass song. <laughs> so, um, Don't power of self-respect. The yeah. power of self-respect respect was actually only in the movie. Um, really? Oh, okay. And the uh, comic counterpart is the power of understanding. Um, I, I feel like I can just say this because it just doesn't... Just knowing you're a dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, basically. it's Scott realizes that he and Gideon are similar, uh, more alike than he uh, used to believe in terms of the relationship. But he also realizes that he can change for the better and that's when so he gains the power of love and um so it's reason... kind of like the nega scott yeah kind of um i'm pretty sure uh that character is also in the books but um uh the reason why i said the power of love fails less is because it's um picked up and used by ramona ah. oh that's entertaining okay um you are you are doing a great case for all of us to read the rest of scott pilgrim it's oh, very oh, yeah, good. by the way um yeah uh nega scott is in the uh is in the comics but he's actually um he appears before like earlier and more often oh hmm. so yeah interesting all right any other uh closing thoughts before our last question all right so jen will you continue to read this comic i already have Oh, because you asked me earlier today, how many of these are we reading? I'm like, the first one, you're like, oh, and then you put your tablet down and walked away. So I, can... I already started reading the next one. <laughs> no, I, re I really am enjoying these. I, in fact, I told Ash uh, earlier in the week, I'm like, I, I really like the books. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think that I, I really wouldn't, I'm reluctant to compare the two because I enjoy them both. Um, but yeah. If I were forced to, I would say the books are probably better. Well, yeah, yeah. I am. Oh, sorry. So go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. Uh, you okay. Go ahead. So <laughs> I, I, I think that not comparing the two is very valid because, like, it's very, the movie is very uh, accurate to the, like, different interactions and dialogue between characters, but the major plot points actually change quite a bit. So I think comparing, like, not wanting to compare them is very valid, a very valid, uh, like, place to stand um just generally well and that's a very i mean it's it's a hugely helpful and valid point of view for our podcast because we want to explain to people hey if you like this thing you know will you like where Here's it came from yeah. right 
Uh, but knowing that, you know, there probably won't be another Scott Pilgrim movie, mm-hmm. but there is a whole other take that exists out there that yeah, people definitely. can go and pick up, you know? And it still has all the, like, the witty writing and the great characters, but it's just a different, it's uh, it's more. It's something else that you can read in this universe that is, uh, if you like this, then yeah, I would definitely say read the books. Awesome. Bear, you going to keep reading? I, I will 100% compare the two of these together, having not realized until, because I, I was literally just flying through this whole graphic novel. And when I got to the end of it, I was just like, wait, wait, what? We're done? We, yeah. we only fought one person. Oh, there's got to be more. Yeah. Oh, good. There's more. Yes. Um, But... Just because the, I mean, knowing now after, you know, having this conversation and having Ash educate us, um, like, I'm definitely going to read more, like, there's more, there's more out there to be had, but everything that was here so far has been nearly perfect. Like, beat for beat, everything from the graphic novel translated almost perfectly over to the movie, uh, up through the first fight scene, of course, because the rest of it's going to be in the other novels, but I will, I will absolutely go out and read more of this. This was, this was fun. It was good times. The nerd references are real. <laughs> right. Well, and for me, knowing that a third of it is different, I'm, I'm totally going to blast my way through these. I'm, I'm going to sit down absolutely. And, and, and check them out because I really enjoyed the movie. I really liked this world. I really liked the first graphic, even though it was very close. I could see the differences and where it might start to veer. Um, And I, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to finish these out. So... Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. It's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, we'll see if we ever get off the ground that idea that we had of of a video game podcast with you and I. Yeah. uh, Where you suggest newer games to me and i suggest older games to you and we yeah i'm not sure how i think it should be the other way around yeah actually (laughs) i was just i was telling my friend that my uh my video game diet mostly consists of stuff from the mid 90s to the early 2010s oh there we go yeah yeah and and in pandemic my entertainment budget, what I used to have as my entertainment budget, like three quarters of it now just goes to new video games. Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, everything that's been out since like 2015. Right. Well, and not just that, like things that are coming out. Like I picked up WWE Battlegrounds for uh, just because it was a new thing, you know? Uh, and my Switch is pretty much filled with board games, like video game board game. My Switch has a single use right now, and that's Animal Crossing. And if you get a problem with that, you can at me. Nope. <laughs> you can go to Biden's Island now. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll get you the article. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I just, uh, one of the last housekeeping notes, uh, this is our finale. We've done three seasons at this point, uh, 37 episodes. One was a bonus. Yeah, one was a bonus. We will have another bonus episode, but we will not be back until 2021. Um, We're going to take a couple months off uh, and read a lot. I'll read a lot. And watch a bunch of stuff. Um, But we do have our new lineup for season four. And, and it does not include our IPD. No, no it, does it does not include not. our IPD, no matter how much I wanted to, to torture all of us. Um, but in no particular order, this is going to be our new uh, season four lineup, which is, uh, you know, exciting. Uh, so we're Transformers, The Old Guard, Captain, 
slash Ms. Marvel, Hellstrom, Adam's Family, Doom Patrol, Over the Hedge, The Kitchen, New Mutants, Green Lantern, Road to Perdition, and Deadly Class. You know what didn't make it in that I just realized we already had a guest set up for was Conan. Hulk. Also Hulk. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll save that for season five. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, to, to pull the curtain back a little bit for everybody listening, uh, we had season four and the way that we did it is we had a list of 70 plus shows and we all voted on it and then we just made our top like averages and then we realized those are all the shows we really really want to really do. really want to do and which, if we do all those shows we're not really gonna like any other season that we put right out. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna work ourselves down to the to the stuff that we don't want to do but so, we're not going to tell you which ones we didn't want to do. Right. <laughs> now, there would be something entertaining, though, about, about working our way down like that is because I'm pretty sure our BAC would be working up mm. in the process. <laughs> so the show, even yeah. though we're not really like into what we're talking about, could get more entertaining for you. Well, we'll see. Yeah. But anyway, uh, thank you again, Ash, for showing up. And thank all of our guests this season. Yeah, um, fantastic. For coming on. This was, you know, it just, it kind of keeps getting better as we, as we get more into the flow and get a lot of more things going. But um, as always, take it away, Vandello. Nothing's ever as it seems. 